Girlfriends, episode number 174, Five Things Good Friends Do. Hello, and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're talking about an important topic and one that comes up time and again, how to be a better friend. Let's talk about it. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends. How are you? Thanks for being here. Thanks for showing up for another episode of the Girlfriends podcast. Right off the bat here, I want to be sure to mention, because it's been a little while since I mentioned our Facebook group, and it's been growing steadily, but I want you to be a part of it too. So if you listen to the Girlfriends podcast, and uh, duh, you're listening right now, so you qualify, you can join our exclusive Facebook group for listeners of the Girlfriends Podcast. So it's a private group. It's a closed group. um, And that's part of what I value about it, that people can share um, without worrying that all their friends and family and whatnot are going to see, you know, people that they otherwise see the stuff they post on Facebook. Only people who are part of the group can see what you post in the Girlfriends Podcast. So it's really a place where you can come together with other people who share your values um, and who might be a source of support and encouragement to you. Because if you listen to the Girlfriends podcast, we have some basic things in common, right? So um, I'd love for you to be a part of that community of support. I love all the ways we can connect through the podcast, but then I love the ways in which we can reach beyond the podcast, possibly sometimes meeting in real life, but otherwise making those connections through social media and continue our conversations about the important topics we take up here. So if you're not already a member, of the Girlfriends group on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash groups slash Girlfriends podcast and request to join. So um, you do have to make a request, but I'll approve you pretty quickly and then you'll be in and we will be glad to have you joining our community. A great place for us to continue conversations that happen here. A great place for you to connect and share with me what's on your mind and what kinds of topics you might like to see on a future episode of the Girlfriends podcast. Okay, so that's my shout out at the beginning, but otherwise I want to know how you're doing. How's your spring going? How's your May? Is it spring where you are? It truly is here in New Hampshire. As I'm recording this, it happens to be in the evening. And I don't think you can hear it through this mic because I'm indoors, but the peepers are crazy outside. They are so loud. And I actually really love that this time of year. We have um, a pond on our property and it just fills up with those spring peepers this time of year. And it's a racket out there this time of year. So really just a fun kind of right of the season to be able to have those frogs out there. And um, Danny, my youngest, has been dutifully going through the pond and catching salamanders and frogs in the evenings. Um, Try to keep the dogs away from there because they harass the creatures in the pond. Uh, But uh, uh, just a beautiful time of year. And I I love the, the way in which Danny really enjoys the outdoors in that way, the same way that my older kids did. And I really can see that kind of passing on of traditions and of the seasons through each of my kids in that way. So really just a precious thing and a precious time of year. If you have spring peepers near you, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Such a a beautiful sound of the season. So this week's topic um, is not based on any particular email that I've gotten, but based on lots of emails that I've gotten. So in the past, we've done other shows on friendship. And every time I do a show on friendship, I hear from lots of women because this is something that we women tend to struggle with. 
you know, we'd like to think that these feelings of being left out, of not fitting in, of um, longing for friendships and connections with other women, but falling short of that. Um, we'd like to think that we left all that behind in junior high, but that is not the case. It's kind of a lifetime struggle for many of us in various ways. Sometimes we struggle with jealousy or competition inside of our friendships with other women. Sometimes we just struggle in, in meeting other people. I know some people have reached out to me and let me know that they suffer from just crippling shyness and they don't know how to get over that, don't know how to cultivate friendships because of that personality trait that they really struggle with. Or um, sometimes women live in isolated areas and they have trouble connecting with other people, meeting other people. I know I've experienced it on and off through the years, that kind of feeling of isolation, first of all, because of where we live. We live in a very rural area. Um, and But then the second part was because we're homeschoolers and we don't have a big homeschooling community where we live. Um, there's a little bit more of one now. But um, I know I've experienced isolation in the past because other moms and kids were meeting each other through the school system in sort of a natural way. And so when I would show up at the you know baseball game sidelines or whatever, I was somebody that nobody knew. And that was sometimes really uncomfortable. It was something I had to really kind of work through. Um, so I can very much relate to those feelings of sometimes feeling left out, sometimes feeling like um, you're, you don't have a, a close network of friends, even though you're kind of longing for that, sometimes struggling with feelings of loneliness, um, or maybe you've moved recently. I know I've, I've heard from people in the past who have struggled because they've moved and they've kind of been, you know, placed in a new community. They miss their old community and they're kind of struggling to make new connections where they are. But so these struggles with female friendships, with grown up friendships, don't go away. They really are something that I think is sort of um, something that every one of us needs to be working on throughout our lifetimes. So let me start this episode by saying if you, this is something you struggle with, you are not alone in that. And, and, you know, just knowing that can be encouraging. Just knowing that other people do struggle with this, too, um, can be a really helpful thing. So I've got some uh, five different things I want to talk about, five things that I think good friends do. And um, so some of the best advice I ever received with regard to friendship was um, my sister who said, if you want a friend, be a friend. Yeah. It's that simple, right? Sometimes we get so self-focused inside of these kind of struggles that we go through in our relationships with other people that we think nobody else is struggling or we think it's all about us and we make ourselves out to be victims. Well, this is a great opportunity to kind of think that through with regard to your own struggles with friendship, if you do have struggles with it, and think about ways in which you can possibly be a friend to other people. I mean, are you waiting around for people to invite you to things? We're going to get into that um, in some of these five things that I'm going to share, but give that some thought right at the outset of this. What are, what are some ways that you're kind of turning yourself into a victim with regard to friendships that perhaps don't need to apply? Perhaps you can be more proactive in seeking out the kinds of relationships that you say that you want. All right. So the first thing I'm going to recommend, first thing that I think that good friends do, people who make good friendships, is that they're prayerful about it. Be prayerful about it. Prayer is a wonderful way to connect. So first of all, who doesn't want somebody to pray for them? If there's somebody you're hoping to connect with, you can offer to pray for them. You can let them know that you're praying for them. It's really just a very simple and humble way to let somebody know that you care about them and then do it. <laughs> so I find that um, if you're praying for somebody, it's a way that you can grow closer to them and God can open up your heart to um, new possibilities inside of your relationship with them. He can open up your perspective a little bit to see them the way that he sees them 
and grow in love and appreciation for that person, see them um, in their full dignity and worth the way that God does, and grow in closeness to them in that way. So begin by praying for people. But then even more basically than that, if you're seeking out friendships in your life, are you praying for those things? Are you praying for friendships in your life? Are you praying to find friends? Are you bringing that longing, that desire to God and asking him to open up your eyes to the opportunities you have to make and foster good friendships in your life. Do that. Bring it to prayer. I remember once years ago, my sister encouraged me to pray for one of my children in this way because I was lamenting that one of my children I thought was feeling pretty lonely, didn't have um, many kids their age that they were close with. And she asked me, well, have you prayed about it? Duh, hadn't even occurred to me to do that. Um, it's really basic, right? So um, be prayerful in regard to how you're approaching your friendships. Be prayerful in asking God to bless you with new friendships and people that you might grow closer to. Be prayerful even among the friends that you have. This is a way that you can grow closer to the friends that you already have. Maybe you might want to consider starting um, a a group text or um, something on social media where you might share and offer to pray for other people. There are certain people that I know on social media who share like once a week when they're going to adoration and um, they just open up like on Facebook or Instagram and say, how can I pray for you? And people will very readily respond to that. And that's a way you can connect with them. That's a way you can grow closer to them. Um, I've shared with you before here on the podcast that I recently started a women's group at my parish, which is nothing fancy. We just um, meet together once a week to read the next week's gospels and discuss them. But we always start out each um, of these meetings by praying together. And I ask and encourage each of the women to offer up what specific prayer intentions they're bringing to our, our time together that evening once a week. And I find that's a really good way to grow closer to people and get to know them better um, is because they're, you know, they're sharing things that are important to them. And you're coming to know what's going on in their life, what they're worried about, um, what things they're longing for, um, what concerns they have for people in their lives. That's a way that you can grow closer to one another. So first of all, be praying for your friendships. If friendship is something that's a struggle for you, uh, be praying for God to help you to find the friends that he wants you to have in your current life circumstances. Um, but then be prayerful inside of your friendships. Be praying for people even that you're not very close friends with. Be praying for people and offering to pray for people that you know even just a little bit. It's a way to grow closer to people um, and a way to grow in love and relationship with our fellow human beings. It's a, a beautiful opportunity we have inside of our relationships with others that God allows us to pray for other people. That's a beautiful gift that you're able to offer them. That's something tangible that you can do. Um, so that's the first thing to um foster good friendships. This is something I think good friends do as they approach their relationships with others in prayer. All right, next one, be courageous. Step outside your comfort zone. Have courage. And this is where we're going to talk about a little bit about getting over yourself. You can seek out new places. I mean, are you hiding in your house wondering why you don't have any friends? Are you... <laughs> Are you hiding in your house and saying, how come nobody's knocking on my door and asking me to be their friend? 
You need to be going out and doing things and, and in places where things are happening, whether it's at your parish or a part of your kid's school or in your community, volunteer opportunities, um, story time at the library is a great way to meet other moms who might have kids, your, your kids' ages, or starting a women's group at your parish or seeing if one exists and going to it. You know, even if you think it's going to be just a bunch of old ladies and um, not necessarily something that's for you, try something new or take on something new. You know, I, I shared that I started that women's group at my parish. Not an easy thing to do, especially inside of this parish that um, was new new to us officially being a part of this parish. Long story there. But anyway, um, I, I didn't have a lot of relationships at this parish. So it, it took a little bit of pushing myself to make myself do that, take that first step. And sometimes you're surprised in the ways in which you'll connect with people that have been right there all along, perhaps seeking too, perhaps looking for friendship too. Um, or, you know, be courageous in being the first person to ask someone to come over for coffee one afternoon or to ask um, another mom if she'll meet you at the at the park and let your kids play sometime or, um, you know, go out of your comfort zone and ask somebody over to your house, ask another couple over or ask another mom, you know, at your parish, um, be that gift to somebody else. Because so often we're so self-focused and we're waiting we're, and we're wondering, why isn't anybody reaching out to me? Well, because they're all sitting around wondering why nobody is reaching out to them, perhaps. So let that be your motivation. Be that gift to somebody else. Um, Think of a time when maybe it was at a social event or at a party where somebody really took an interest in you and engaged you in conversation. And think about what a gift that was and how much you liked that person for being courageous and making that first move toward you. Well, you have the opportunity every day to be that for other people. So I know I know it's hard. I know that a lot of us are shy. I know that sometimes perhaps you're afraid of being rejected by other people. And I'm not saying it's all going to go perfectly if and when you do make that first step toward connecting with somebody else. But I can tell you that you're not going to connect with somebody else just by keeping to yourself all the time, by not taking those risks. So reach out to other people. Reach out of your comfort zone. Be courageous in seeking new friendships and new connections. Ask God for the courage to do that. Ask God for the grace to do that. Ask God to help you see the neediness in other people and the ways in which you can be a source of grace to them, the ways that you can be a gift to them. Because that's what friendships, actually, that's what every relationship is based on. That's how we find meaning inside of our personal relationships is by giving of ourselves to others and by receiving from them in return at whatever level that is. So be that gift to other people. I know it's sometimes hard. I know it can be intimidating to be the one who walks up and says hello to somebody. And maybe you've been rebuffed by people in the past and it hurts. Maybe you felt clickiness inside of maybe even inside your women's group. I know it happens. Even inside of parishes, it happens. But be that gift to somebody else. Step outside your comfort zone. Ultimately, it's a gift to yourself to be brave, to be courageous in connecting with other people. Okay, the next idea I have for something that I think good friends do is be patient. Good friends are patient. Don't, don't just give up if your first attempt at connecting with somebody 
doesn't go perfectly. Or um, don't just give up if you join a women's group or some other activity in the hopes of finding a friend and the first day you feel uncomfortable and left out. Be patient inside of those opportunities to connect with other people. It can be tempting to drop it all, especially if you're feeling vulnerable, especially if you're feeling rejected in any kind of way. Um, But be patient inside of that. Good relationships with other people don't just happen instantly. If it happens instantly, it's probably not real. It's probably not meaningful, right? So look for ways to kind of grow in patience, to kind of sit down in that, you know, sometimes uncertain, sometimes uncomfortable beginning part of a friendship and give that friendship time to grow. And also inside of patience, I think, good friends are patient with one another. Even if you already have an established friendship with somebody, you might go through a period of time where that friend is busy or distracted or exhausted or self-absorbed or just being a jerk. And being patient through that being patient through a season where they're not maybe being the best friend to you. Now, I'm not encouraging people to stay inside of relationships with friends who are, you know, abusive towards you or are um, selfish or or whatever, are hurting you. No, but I mean, real friendships are, are made up of two very flawed human beings. And sometimes, um, you know, one or the other of them is going to be busy or distracted and neglect the other person for for a time. Be patient inside those natural ebbs and flows of human relationships. I think that's a great gift that you can give to one another. Some of the closest friends that I have and that I value the most are those with whom I can know that we're apart for a little while and we haven't connected in a while. But when we do connect, we pick right back up where we left off because we're patient inside of that. That doesn't mean you take each other for granted. Um, and, and you know, it does... It, it doesn't mean that you you shouldn't be investing in your relationships with time and attention for people that you care about, but it does mean that there's a certain there's a certain uh, amount of that that's normal inside of a relationship, especially if it's going to be over the long term. You know, when when women get married and have children or have grandchildren or are working or have times of illness or stress or whatever else is going on, it's normal for friendships to kind of shift and grow and change in the course of that. So be patient inside of those. That's a great gift that you can give to a friend to who's going through maybe a hard time, maybe a stressful time, maybe just a very busy season where maybe she has a lot of little kids or maybe um, she has a parent who's not well that she's caring for or whatever it is that's pulling her away from you for a time. Being patient inside of that and giving your friend the gift of your steadfast friendship even when she's not paying a lot of attention to you, even when she doesn't have a lot of time for you. That's a beautiful gift that you can be to another person. Or, you know, even just like letting somebody know that you're you're prayerfully remembering them, even if they're not remembering you. Um, and again, I'm not saying this to, you know, encourage you to stay inside of lopsided relationships with other people. Um, that's a different, that's a different podcast, <laughs> removing yourself from toxic relationships with other people. Um, but inside of a normal friendship, even a healthy friendship, there is going to be that give and take. There's going to be that ebb and, ebb and flow. There's going to be times when you have a lot of time for each other, and there's going to be times when one or the other of you doesn't. And so be patient inside of that. Right, Know that that's a beautiful gift that you can be to one of your sisters in Christ is to be that friend who's going to be there for them and um, for the long term. And, and, you know, then the beautiful part of that is that it's reciprocal. They, they give that back to you during a time when you need that. Okay, the fourth 
thing that I think good friends do is I think good friends are themselves. I want to encourage you to be yourself inside of your friendships, because I think this is something, you know, we talked about junior high, going way back to junior high. Did you do desperate things to fit in sometimes? I think a lot of us did, and a lot of us still do sometimes. Examine yourself a little bit. What kind of a friend are you? Are you changing who you are or misrepresenting what your values are to fit in or to gain favor with somebody? That's not, that's actually not being a good friend to somebody. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that the the meaning that we find inside of human relationships is through the gift of ourselves to one another, not inauthentic gifts, not faking something, not faking values or, um, you know, pretending you have certain aspects of your personality that aren't real. And again, I understand and I, I get the temptation to do that. But um, ultimately, that's not, it's not a gift to yourself. It doesn't feel good. And it feels inauthentic. And it is inauthentic. And um, it's, it's actually a lie to the other person. Um, so look to have authentic relationships and authentic connections with other people through sharing who you really are. I mean, that doesn't mean you lay it all out there with all your weirdness on the first time you meet somebody, perhaps. But inside of a friendship, be who you are with all the quirks that that entails. That's a gift to the other person to be comfortable enough to let yourself be vulnerable, to let yourself truly be seen and known by the other person. That's a beautiful gift that you can give to them. And the kind of closeness that comes from real sharing on that level, the things that make you unique, is a beautiful gift that you offer to one another. So don't hide who you are. Um, don't misrepresent who you are. Don't try to change who you are to fit in or gain favor with somebody. Be yourself unabashedly. Be yourself. And I mentioned vulnerability, and honestly, that's where real connection happens is when we are vulnerable with one another, when we can admit some of the ways in which we're struggling. And that's part of what I love about sharing here on the Girlfriends Podcast, because I think this is such a good forum for us to do that. When I hear from you, whether through voicemails or emails or feedback on social media, when I hear the ways that you're struggling and I share about some of the ways that I'm struggling here on the podcast, I think that's such a beautiful way for us to connect, especially as women, because that's, you know, that's what's behind uh, so many of the real connections we make one woman to another is that connection through the things that we have in common. And so often those things we have in common are struggles. Also our strengths. I love to talk about our natural feminine gifts and the ways in which God has given us gifts with which we're meant to serve our families and our communities and our workplaces. It's beautiful and inspiring stuff. And when we get together with other women and share about those things, we are all truly affirmed by the different ways in which those same gifts are played out in different women's lives. But the same is true with our struggles. That Our struggles may not always be identical to one another, but there are certain core things that we have in common, things that we struggle with. And it takes a certain amount of vulnerability to be real, to be yourself with another human being, with a friend. Let her know some of the ways that you're struggling and allow her to help you. Stop putting on this facade that you've got it all together. Sometimes that's our temptation inside of our friendships, whether it's out of a sense of competition or self-preservation or insecurity. Sometimes we feel like we have to put a happy face on everything and act like we do have it all together and show everybody how we have it all together. But that's not how real connections are formed. 
You know, you don't feel connected to somebody who has it all together and is showing that to you in some big show. You feel connected to somebody who's real, who's vulnerable, who's human. And that doesn't mean you have to air all your dirty laundry inside of your marriage or whatever, but be real with your girlfriends. Be real with people who the who you want to have real friendships and connections with. Don't cover up some of the ways in which you're struggling or the ways in which you're flawed or weak. Um, you know, share about those things in a way that can help you to be stronger, not in a way that's going to spiral downward in into the pit of negativity. Um, I'm not I'm not recommending that. But for sure, look for ways that you can share authentically with one another about some of the things that you struggle with. I know some of those heart to heart conversations um, and, and maybe you're not going to come away with some grand solution. That isn't the point. Right. The point is sometimes just knowing that you're not alone in that struggle. Be that gift to somebody else letting them know that you struggle sometimes, that it's hard for you sometimes. I remember once um, a woman uh, that I knew kind of peripherally had read a column of mine in which I talked about, I think, screaming at one of my kids or something. I don't know. But she came to me in um, after mass one day and she had read what I shared and she said, I thought I was the only one. I just wanted to thank you for sharing that because I never would have guessed it. And that really was a moment for me because I... I hadn't really hesitated to share that, whatever it was in that column, the thing that I was struggling with. Um, But I thought, wow, I didn't realize that other people just really needed to hear that. Other people really wanted to hear about the mess. They want to hear about our weaknesses sometimes. They want to hear about our struggles sometimes because they're experiencing it too. And sometimes the most discouraging thing inside of our struggle is the fact that we can feel alone in it. It's discouraging and it's disillusioning to feel like we're the only ones. And honestly, in, in some of our deepest struggles, that's, that's Satan who's whispering that to us. He's the one who wants us to believe that we're alone in the struggle, that nobody else is, is hurting the way that we are, or um, nobody else is weak in the ways that we are. Nobody else is messing up. It's only us. He wants us to feel alone. He wants us to feel disillusioned inside of that. So look for ways that you can connect, not to spiral downward in negativity, but to encourage and affirm one another about the good things that we're made for, the things that we're good at, to encourage each other about our, in, you know, a reminder of our identities as daughters of God and the inherent worth that's inside of that. So look for ways that you can be yourself, be authentic, be vulnerable inside of your relationships with others. Okay, the fifth and last thing I want to share about um, things that good friends do. Good friends are thoughtful. Now, this doesn't mean you have to be the person who always, you know, sends the handwritten card or sends the flowers and remembers every meaningful date, but do some of those things. Think about ways in which you can do some of those things. Um, You know, I'm thinking of a woman I know who is especially gifted at this. She's so great. Uh, she always sends the handwritten card. She always has the little perfect gift, the little something. Uh, and that's amazing. And what a beautiful gift that is to the people that she blesses with that. Um, and sometimes that's daunting to me because I'm not as good at that. And, you know, sometimes I'm preoccupied and busy and somebody's birthday will slip past and I didn't even, you know, bother to acknowledge them. And that feels bad. But don't let that, that kind of 
daunting feeling of I'm not going to be perfect at it, get in the way of doing it at all. Look for ways that you can be considerate or thoughtful or remember a date. You can set reminders in your phone for people's birthdays. This is like the one thing that I, I appreciate most about Facebook is that it it makes it easy, right, to recognize people on their birthday. Um, and it reminds you of when their birthdays are. But even if you don't use Facebook, you can have those reminders set in your phone and just send that person a text message. Or just randomly send somebody a text message. How often does a friend come to mind and you're grateful for them or you have a happy memory of them? Um, and maybe you say a prayer of thanks. Maybe you should let them know too. Just send them a little note, letting them know that you appreciate their friendship or you were remembering this good time you had together and you're so grateful for that. You're grateful that they're in your lives or that they came to mind that morning and you said a prayer for them for whatever's going on in their day and you have no idea what it might be. These are true ways of connecting with other people. Um, another thing is, um, you know, be thoughtful inside of your conversations with your friends. Pay attention to what they're saying. You know, the temptation always is inside of our connections with other people to be self-focused and self-seeking inside of them. But we make real connections with others when we reach outside of ourselves and look to be at the service of other people with humility with forgetting ourselves and focusing on the other. That's the way that we truly connect in meaningful ways with our fellow human beings, so much more so inside of a friendship. So pay attention to the ways in which you interact with your friends when you are together. Are you listening to what they're saying? Are you asking them questions about what's going on in their life? And then are you listening to what their answers are? Or are you just waiting for your turn to talk to share what's going on with you? Because, you know, there's that temptation there. And there's always meant to be that balance inside of our conversations with others. But the more you can focus on being at the service of others, the more you can focus on learning from and focusing on the needs of others, the better friend you're going to be. And, you know, if you are focusing on listening, the, the things that they say to you are going to stick with you. These little details, things that you might know that they need or that they're worried about. And it will be a way for you to connect with them in a meaningful way the next time you're together or to connect in the times when you're apart. Let, send them a text. Ask them how that thing is going. Send them a text. Let them know that you said a prayer for um, their uncle's surgery that they mentioned to you or, um, uh, you know, whatever event they have going on in their lives, something they were, they were worried about that's happening on Wednesday, check in with them on Wednesday, find out how it went, see how they're doing. So, um, you know, I think the more we can focus on focusing on the other person, the more we can connect with people in meaningful ways. And that doesn't mean our friendships need to be one-sided. Of course, there's give and take in our conversations and there's give and take inside of our friendships. But I think every one of us could do more, could do a better job of being focused on other people in, in order to be more thoughtful, in order to send them that card in the mail, perhaps, or text them a, a Bible verse that, that came to mind about the thing that they shared. And this is something that the more I focus on doing this in my relationships with other people, whether it's friendships with girlfriends or other people in my family or a talk with my kids or with my husband, I'll find that I will reflect on our conversations even after the fact. And sometimes I'll have something more to say or an encouragement I want to offer or something that they've said or asked about has stuck with me and I'll be, you know, kind of ruminating about it later and I'll have something more that I want to offer to them on that topic or about that question they asked or um, some other thought that I had about something they're struggling with and I'll follow up 
whether it's in person or sending a text message or whatever. Um, and that's another way to be thoughtful because think about a time in your life where you've had a conversation with somebody and then later they've connected with you about it again and, and it becomes clear to you that they've thought about it. They were thinking about it. That how truly you feel listened to inside of that moment, right? Because they did listen. They listened and they, they gave it more thought. So work on that. And the good news about this is um, we all do struggle with it. It doesn't come naturally to any of us. We're all fallen creatures, right? And we're all just like naturally self-seeking, self-centered, self-focused. But the more you practice these things in your relationships with other people, the more it becomes a natural extension of who you are and the ways that you approach your fellow human beings, whether it's at a party where you don't know very many people or it's you know, connecting with your good girlfriend that you see all the time. Um, in all of those ways that we approach our conversations and relationships with other people, the more you practice this self-giving, the more you practice focusing on others and serving their needs, the more it becomes a natural part of who you are. And you know what? It doesn't feel bad. It feels good. It feels good to make these authentic connections with other people. So, you know, we're built for it. We just kind of have to get out of our own way sometimes. So um, that's my last suggestion for a way to be a good friend is to be thoughtful inside of your relationships with other people. So those are my five things that I think that good friends do. People who are good friends, um, approaching with prayer, being courageous, being patient, being yourself, and then finally being thoughtful inside of your relationships with other people. But maybe you have some ideas. Who's somebody that is an example of a good friend to you? And what are the qualities that make them a good friend? What are the things they do that make them a good friend? Let me know. Send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com or record a voicemail and send it to me there at that email. Or maybe you have a question about friendship or maybe you have a particular situation that you are really struggling with and you'd like for us to talk about it here on the Girlfriends Podcast. Send it to me, danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. I always enjoy getting other people's perspectives because here on the podcast, it can be very one-sided. It's me talking to you, or sometimes I have a guest and it's just us talking. But truly, I mean for this podcast to serve you and serve your needs. And the best way that I can do that is if you let me know what those are. So give me your feedback. Let me know what other topics you'd like for me to take up here on Girlfriends. I'd love to hear from you. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Hi, I'm Sonia Corbett, the Bible study evangelista. When I became Catholic, I had a really hard time understanding the role Mary was supposed to play in my life. So I went to her and I told her, I just don't get it. I need your help. And guess what? Mary did just that. She showed me a way to pray that has revolutionized my entire life. Mary has been called the mother of listening. She didn't just hear the word. She knew how to hear it in light of her own relationships, circumstances, and habits. And then she let the word transform her. I realized that I had to share what I was learning about Mary's way of praying with others. So I wrote How to Pray Like Mary, a step-by-step -step guide to discovering God's voice in the scriptures and letting him transform your heart. I invite you to learn more about how to pray like Mary at ascensionpress.com or on Amazon. 
Okay, now it's time for just a little feedback. And um, I heard from uh, Mary a couple of weeks ago. This is for an older podcast. She was writing in about the first Discipline podcast that I shared um, before Dan came on the show. Mary writes, Hi, Danielle. Excellent podcast. I'm a grandma and needed to hear your wisdom. I am eldest of nine children. I don't know how my mother managed us as both parents worked. Mom had a baby nearly every year. Still, she was looking out for anyone else needing help. My memory as a little girl going to mass was observing a pretty well-behaved group of kids tugging along mom in the front row of a packed church. For me, I received instruction by nuns at our Catholic school, no talking and no fidgeting at mass, and we were aware of the watchful eyes on us or else. So instructions at home from my father that we behave backed up by our school principal and teacher's instructions reinforced our behavior or else. My father was a quiet, stern man, and he gave us firm instructions on consequences of bad behavior before we went out. He would only give the offending child the look and clear his throat, and that was enough. (laughs) I love that, Mary. That's great. Um, Your expected behavior in the family motto is resonant with the era that we were brought up in and our parents before that. It was the rule that we all behave when we go to social functions, churches, or shops. I now babysit our four grandkids and was struggling with being kind and loving, but now I will put your wisdom into action. With me, it's using a different technique of getting around a problem and letting the child see the sense of their actions, keeping in mind their parents' rules on discipline. I will be following your podcasts and sharing on social media. God bless, Mary. Thank you so much for that feedback, Mary. I really appreciate um, hearing from a grandma's perspective because that isn't something I had thought about when I was sharing about discipline and in my conversation with Deanna about discipline, um, that these are things that apply for grandparents as well. Of course, I'm looking forward to um, hopefully one day, God willing, being a grandma and being uh, maybe spoiling my grandkids a little bit. I don't know. (laughs) But if you're caring for them on a regular basis, that absolutely is not an option, right? You absolutely need to have standards and rules the same way that their parents do and not be flaunting what their parents' rules and standards and expectations are for their kids. So for sure, this all applies to grandparents as well. And, And I love that you shared that perspective, Mary, because um, to me, it you know, you mentioned it going back generations. And to me, it, it shouldn't be an old fashioned way of approaching things, right? I mean, these things work and having those expectations for our kids is a great gift that we give to them. Having standards and boundaries and expectations of our kids, it gives them security. And it's part of how we love them and let them know that they're loved is setting these standards, whether it's as their parents or as their grandparents, they know that we're loved, you know, that we are loving them and that they are loved by us, uh, in, especially if we are setting those standards. So that's part of how we do that. So thank you for that reminder, Mary. And um, I love that you are practicing good discipline with your grandbabies. You are an awesome grandma, and I'm so glad to hear from you. Also in our feedback section here, I just want to share a recent review that I received on iTunes um, from Nerdy Homesteader. Nerdy Homesteader wrote, I love this podcast. Danielle is very down to earth and gives practical advice on loving the Lord, family life, and everything in between. I love the familiarity in her voice. I've also... 
bought many books and followed others she's interviewed and have not been disappointed. Give it a listen. So thank you so much, Nerdy Homesteader, for um, writing that review over at iTunes. I just wanted to give you a shout out for that and encourage others who haven't yet had the opportunity to get over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the Girlfriends Podcast. It truly is helpful to me for getting the word out about the Girlfriends Podcast, growing our community of listeners. When you leave those ratings and reviews, iTunes takes notice and they make sure to be putting the podcast in front of other potential listeners, people who might be interested in checking out the podcast. So that's a really tangible way that you can help to support the podcast here at Girlfriends, also to help grow our community. I'm so encouraged by that. So if you have the chance to do that, head over to iTunes and do that. If you're not on iTunes, feel free to share on social media, like Mary said she's going to be doing. That's always a big help. Really, word of mouth is the number one way that podcasts podcasts grow. So um, any little bit that you can do to share um, things that you've enjoyed here on Girlfriends, whether it's a particular episode, you can share the link on you know Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and let other people know that you're listening or just let people know in your real life. Um, I talk to people all the time about the podcasts that I enjoy and recommend them. So I know that's a very valuable and helpful way to grow our community of listeners here. So any way that you're able to do that, know that I'm grateful for it. And I just want to mention a few different places that I'm going to be where potentially we can meet up in person before we have to wrap up this podcast here. Um, So Saturday, June 1st, I'm going to be giving my You're Worth It retreat at St. Michael Parish in Exeter, New Hampshire. If you are in the area, I would love for you to come out so that I could meet you. I always love meeting Girlfriends podcast listeners at real life events. I'm also going to be at the Catholic Media Conference that's taking place in St. Petersburg, Florida, June 18th to 21st. So if you're going to be there, make sure to look me up, find us um, at the Holy Cross Family Ministries booth or at any of the other events happening at that conference during those dates, June 18th to 21st. I'm going to be speaking at the Catholic Family Conference in Portsmouth, Ohio on Saturday, June 29th. So if you're in that area, please consider coming out for it. I would love to meet you. I always love the opportunity to meet listeners in person. And um, then finally, on July 30th through August 2nd, I'm going to be at the Catholic Marketing Network Conference, which is in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So if you're in that area, come on out. I would love to meet you. I would love the opportunity for us to make a real life connection. Of course, I love connecting through the podcast. I love connecting through emails and social media, but nothing beats those in-person events. If you don't happen to have one of those near you and you are interested in having me come out to your parish, to your community, to your women's group, if you'd like to consider having me as a speaker at a conference in your area that you know about, you can find more information about inviting me out to speak or inviting me out to give one of my retreats, my women's day retreats based on my books, You're Enough, or You're Worth It. Um, Those are both retreats that are based on uh, biblical characters, and each of them is a full-day retreat focused specifically on learning more about how we experience God's love as women um, and what we can learn about that from characters in the Old Testament in my book, You Are Enough, and in the retreat called You Are Enough, or in the New Testament with my You're Worth It retreat or my You're Worth It book. Um, So if you're interested in getting more information about that, you you can go to my website, daniellebean.com. You can click on the speaking tab if you're interested in inviting me out to speak at a conference or click 
on the retreats tab to find out more about those retreats and what's involved in bringing one of those to your community. I would love to meet you in person. I would love to be able to come to your community and get together with the women of your parish, of your women's group, or just in your area of the world. I always love the opportunity to do that. So thank you for considering that. And that's all the time we have for this week, but I do want to thank you for being here. It truly means a lot to me. It truly is encouraging to me to know that you're listening to what I share here at Girlfriends. Just you're showing up and listening. You are an important part of the Girlfriends community. So thank you for that. Thank you for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation.